We've got to stop playing that song before I talk. That's a hard one to follow. I'm going to start off with a simple question this morning. How many of you here today enjoy watching a really, really good movie? Show of hands. Okay, about every single person here. Great. For most of us, our hearts are stirred when we watch movies that tell a powerful story that portrays love and some type of struggle and overcoming and redemption. And we're moved by stories that have characters like Frodo Baggins and his journey and struggle in The Lord of the Rings. We've got some Lord of the Rings fans here, yes. Or William Wallace in the movie Braveheart and his fight for the freedom of Scotland. Or the determination and perseverance of Rocky Balboa. Or the crazy love that Forrest Gump extended to Jenny, his childhood sweetheart. Few things in life touch our hearts and move us more than a powerful story. And they touch us in even deeper ways when those stories are told by people that we know personally. People that we worship with every week. People that we work with. People that we go to school with. People that are our close friends. And as most of you probably know, this shouldn't be a big surprise. We here at Wellspring really value young people. We want to see our children and youth And young adults learn what it means to love Jesus and follow him with all their hearts. And our mission statement here as a church is creating a new normal for the next generation. Creating a new normal for the next generation. And a question that a lot of us here in leadership frequently ask ourselves is, what's a win? What's a win for us? In other words, how do we know that we're succeeding in some way and helping young people fall in love with Jesus and learn what it means to follow him and serve him wholeheartedly. And of course, it's a win when someone surrenders their life to Christ, someone gets baptized. It's a win when someone experiences healing from maybe some brokenness in their life. Wow, got some crazy kids. (laughs) It's a win when someone who used to be extremely selfish starts to give back and serve others and give sacrificially of his time and money. And another huge way that we know it's a win or when we've had some type of victory in living out our mission is when people here can articulate stories of how God has moved in their lives, of how God is changing them, transforming them, or setting them free of something. David wrote this in Psalm 145 here on the screen. He said, I will exalt you, my God the King, I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. We're going to take a little bit of our service today to do exactly what King David is talking about there. We're going to take some time to proclaim his great deeds, celebrate his goodness, and share of his wonderful works. And this summer, we had five college students devote the majority of their summer to growing in their faith, to developing their leadership skills, and to better learning what it means to love Jesus with all their hearts and let that love extend out to others. And so we're going to take some time and let them share some ways that God has moved in their life to celebrate his goodness 
and to proclaim his great needs. So I'm going to go ahead and have the interns come forward, and we'll get situated here. Uh, Brady Cameron was actually one of our other interns, but he is, I believe, at a family wedding, so he cannot join us today, but he's with us here in spirit. And I'll introduce these guys real quick. This is Sammy Kretzer on the end. She's a student at Northwest in Maryville. This is Connor McFarlane. She's a student at Missouri Western. And then this is London Bundridge. She's a student at Missouri Western. And Brock Ryan, he's a student at MoS as well, and he shoots artillery for the military. Artillery for the military. So... Some of you guys might have some idea what the heck the internship is. Some of you don't even have a clue what I'm talking about. So I'm going to just ask a few broad questions and then some specific questions and then maybe one or two fun questions, maybe kind of break the ice a little bit. These guys aren't nervous at all, so now we'll be good. So we'll get us going here. I'll start off with Connor. We need a microphone. Can you get us a microphone? We'll give you an easy one to start off with, Connor. Uh, what would you say was your favorite part of um, being in the summer internship? <clears throat> I would say my favorite part was um, the day that we went to Food for Kids. And it was just a really great experience. Um, I had never been before. And I know that's like a big thing with Wellspring. So maybe some of you have been before. Um, but it was just amazing to see Sheila with the kids and just see her huge heart for those kids and just her willingness to love them so well and just actually getting to witness um, faith expressing itself through love is just really compelling because her great faith in God and just like seeing it just kind of pour out onto all those kids is just really beautiful and she does it every single day and that's just really incredible also. So that was just a very challenging day and just really good. Good. We're going to roll through these. Sammy, you're the next victim. You get the hard question. What would you say was the most challenging thing for you personally this summer? Okay. Well, for me, the most challenging thing was probably uh, stepping out and not sitting on the sidelines and involving myself and contributing something worthwhile. And, um, yeah, so I guess you could say that um, that was really challenging for me. But... um, Sorry, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, yeah, but so yeah, it was. Can, but once I realized that you know we all we all have we all play a part in this story that God's um, developing through us, and um, it was then that I kind of realized that you know that I have uh, I have a faith that's worth telling, and um, so yeah, and also having others going through the same thing that was. Um, also kind of humbling and also encouraging. Good. But. All right. Mr. Brock, you're next. Pass that mic down. What ways would you say that you've grown the most this summer from being a part of this? Well, for me, as Justin said, um, I'm in the Army National Guard. I shoot artillery. And for me, the biggest growth I've seen in myself is my boldness with Christ. I mean, as being in artillery, everybody, like, stands in sm- smoking circles as they talk about stories of drinking and as I cuss doing it. So when I come in and I tell everybody that I don't drink, smoke, and cuss, they look at me like I'm in a museum. And I, I used to tell them all that the reason I don't do those things is because I just don't have the need. I don't see why it's necessary, but it's 
I had drilled this weekend, actually, and now I'm able to tell them that the reason I don't drink, smoke, and cuss is because Christ quenches my thirst. Mm. He uh, has blessed me with a great pair of lungs, and he tells me to guard what I say with my mouth. Mm. So that has probably been my willingness to share the good news and why I do the things in my relationships has been my biggest area of growth. Wonderful. London? All right, you're up next. Everyone goes into something like this with expectations of what it will be like or maybe what it won't be like. Was this experience what you expected it to be, or was it maybe a lot differently than what you expected going into it? Um, well, I'm going to be brutally honest. Um, I was not looking forward to spend seven weeks with these people. Like, I was like, who? I knew Brady and Brock because we graduated together, but I was like, this is going to be awful. Like, I don't know, these girls, we're going to be reading the Bible, singing hymns, doing worksheets. Oh, gosh, this is going to be awful. But (laughs) when I got there the first day when we opened up and, like, shared our testimonies, like, what we've been through and, like, the proof of how God broke us down and like how we got built back up and like where we're at was just amazing. Just knowing that I was with all these people that just had a love for each other and a love for Christ was super contagious. Um, I guess one thing that I was expecting that just made everything better was that we actually got to spend like a couple of days on learning about like how our family has generational sins which for you for people who don't know what that is it's like um alcoholism or like depression or um stuff like that that carries over from generation to generation to generation and so it's really awesome like hearing like all these people's stories and like learning more about their family and themselves and it was just awesome I like love these people a lot (laughs) good All right, uh, Connor, you are up next. This is kind of a deep one. I'm going to lay it on you thick here. What would you say was the lens that you came into this summer with regarding the way that you viewed God and yourself? And what's the lens that you're leaving with regarding the way that you view God and yourself? Um, I think I came into this summer with a pretty good knowledge of um, God's love for me and that... um, And I had confidence in that, and I felt like, and I knew that God had a good plan for me, and this is all very much, like, good head knowledge, I guess. And then through, and but, like, in knowing all of that, I felt very stagnant in my faith and very, like, unmoved, unchanged. And I felt like that probably for a couple years, I think. And then um, I went to this internship, and then definitely going through it, and now post-internship, I realized that... um, that I still know all of those things, but that it's actually causing me to move and change, and I want to be fully engaged and a part of what God has planned for me, and that's just really exciting, too, and we, and a lot of that is tied into this book we read called um, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller, and the whole book is basically about a good story and what makes a good story, and that our lives are stories, (laughs) and so I was like, man, what is my life? What is my story? I don't really know, and I want it to be a good one, and I know that I have a great redeeming writer of my story, and I just want to be a part of what he's writing, and so I basically now just view myself more so a part of that beautiful story, and I'm, like, ready to engage in it, and so no longer stagnant, but more ready to move where God is taking me, so that's just really exciting. That's wonderful. Sammy, Uh, you get an easy one. What's a goofy or funny memory 
that you're taking away or something that experienced you experienced well, this summer? Well, um, through the internship, we kind of we learned two things, I think. Well, not, not just like what Justin taught us, but two different things, um, mainly about Brady, that he has his own language and he's always hungry. And um, so through that, we, I remember one day we were sitting in class and um, Justin was like, okay, guys, um, you know, what's something that you, what's, what do you think is most important through this? And Brady's like, well, guys, I think that the hamburger of this story would be, and he, like, proceeded to tell what he got out of that. And so, you know, we just kind of learned a lot about each other, but we learned that Brady, he loves his food. <laughs> yes, he does. All right, good. London, a few more here. Um, in what ways would you say that you've grown the most this summer by taking part of this? Um, well, I've grown a lot, um, but one thing that... Well, there's a couple of things. The major thing that I went into this internship wanting to change was the way that I handled situations. Like, my emotions really got the best of me. And that's just not a way that people can see the love of Christ through me. So I wanted to find ways that I could put all of that anger or sadness into more of... Um, what it looks more like to be how Jesus handled those situations. Um, so that was a lot to work on, and I have noticed over these past two months that things have definitely changed. Um, and also another thing was that we went, uh, was it a Thursday or Tuesday? I don't know what day it was, but we went down to Olathe, and we met with another internship class down there, and the guy that was speaking to us was talking about how we normally are like, when we walk into a room, we're like, here I am. Like, start asking me all these questions. I want you to know about my life. But really, we should be like, oh, there you are. Like, I want to ask you questions. Like, how are you? Like, stuff like that. And that just really helped me. Like, I want to step back from situations and look at it from someone else's perspective and just think about how it would play out if I handled it the other way of anger and really bad sadness rather than showing the love of Christ. So that's one way. Excellent. Thank you. Brock, here's your last one. What was one expectation you had coming into this that turned out actually quite differently? Well, um, getting up four days a week early, um, I wanted to take a chill pill this summer because I was in Fort Sill all last summer, wasting my summer and sweating. And so getting up four days a week to talk to other people about how I'm not the best Christian that ever walked the planet, um, I thought that would just get tiring. And, but it's actually been the greatest thing for me in my growth with God and to talk about how I'm not the best Christian and to address those things. It's, it's just turned out for the best. And it, yeah. All right. Connor, last one for you. Your life was absolutely crazy. She got married like three weeks before the internship started. Her and her husband Shane flew to Australia, celebrated their honeymoon, and she got back in town and I think started the internship like five days later or something crazy. Just what was this experience like as a fresh newlywed? Well, um, and as you can tell from a lot of things that I've shared, um, there was a lot of growth this summer, and I think, and I think married people would agree um, 
it's hard to grow and change and not want the other one to grow and change with you. <laughs> and so reading that book and learning about my story and just um, all the things I learned this summer, you just kind of have this um, strong desire just for the sake of unity to bring that person along with you, which arose a lot of really um, tough conversations, a lot of tough realizations about our relationship and our marriage. And it was just, it was so good and so challenging. And um, yeah, I just, I couldn't imagine a better way to have started our marriage just through this experience. And um, it was definitely hard 100%, but um, it was good. A lot of growth happened. So it was good. Great. Sammy. All right. Last one. It's going to be deep. Uh, In what ways has your heart been stirred this summer to be more active in your faith? And what do you think God might be asking you to do about it? Um, well, since the internship, um, I've been, it's been, uh, it's kind of been obvious that uh, I need to listen to the Holy Spirit more, and I need to act upon my faith and be more, um, just more vocal about it, and not just hold it to myself, and, um, so since the internship, I've kind of came, I've kind of realized that I would like to, um, also, follow the example of Christ and his um, example of discipleship and to just kind of extend that to others at my time at Northwest, but also um, to help others, you know, grow in the character and the competency of Christ and to um, just further the, his kingdom throughout that and just to keep on keeping on with the Christ, All <laughs> with right. the love of Christ. Good deal. Hey, it takes some courage to get up here and talk. Let's give these guys a round of applause. And we just want to take 20 seconds and thank so many people that helped out in some way. Stacy Kearns for coming and spending time and teaching. Pastor Bob, Dave Hine, coming in and spending time with him. Jeanette for organizing all the meals, all the meals that everyone cooked and opened your home to us. Thank you. We went down and joined some other interns, and that day, their interns ate peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We come back, you guys cook a steak, like lasagna, like catered meals, amazing Mexican food, tenderloins. So we all probably put on five pounds this summer, thanks to you guys. So um, it was a wonderful summer. We had a great time together. And so thank you guys for all your support. And I'm going to hand things over to Stacy now. So. The interns always talk about this being seven amazing weeks, but we know after Justin has done this several years in a row now that this is really just the beginning of an amazing life of discipleship. You know, for them it feels like maybe it's over, but really it's just beginning. And this morning we want to show you a video um, about an intern who did this a couple of years ago. And it's the first in a four-part series that we're going to show over the entire month of August that's the story of a missional community. So what you're going to see this morning is the introduction of a character. And this character's life has intersected with the stories of lots of other people here who've gotten a God vision to bring the hope and healing of Jesus Christ in a really unconventional way. So... This morning, I want you to meet the first character. So I can just see 
having the door constantly just be open and kids running in and out, spaghetti or tacos or whatever we've made for the night just on the stove for them to be able to eat, doing their homework, having someone be able to listen to how their day was at school, coming out in the yard, being able to play games. You know, in the back there's a fire pit to be able to have s'mores with them, having a safe place for children to be able to come after school on the weekends that they know they're going to be able to see Christ's love for them. Can't you just see that? So before I knew Christ, um, I was like super selfish and only wanted to do whatever made me feel good and be able to get away from the troubles or whatever that was going on, um, which had a lot to do with like partying. Um, getting drunk was a huge thing in my life. I didn't start that until um, college, but once I started in college, like totally party girl came out, um, which led to multiple relationships with um, guys and just like searching for love and wanting um, whatever that looked like to happen. One of my good buddies from high school, um, Taylor Kennedy, me being me, I was like, hey, we should get together and drink sometime. <laughs> um, so he said, well, really probably not that, but I do go to this church that's awesome. You should swing by. And I was like, all right, whatever. Um, and then I had a super rough Christmas that year, and I was just like, I don't think it can get worse than this. Like, this sucks. Um, just the falling out that I had with my family. So I went, um, it was the first Sunday in January I came. Actually, that's a lie. It was the second Sunday in January. And just like right off the bat, I remember Sarah Amos and Sarah Kretzer just like swooped me in of, how are you? You're awesome. Come hang out with us. And it wasn't like ever this awkward thing, just felt like home. And then you know, older people, um, oh, don't put that in there, like, <laughs> <laughs> women who are older than me who have children and families, like, sought me out, um, like, Aaron and Stacy, and just, like, wanting to hang out with me and Sarah Luritsen, and everybody just, like, took me under their wing, and I always said, like, I just felt like home and family here from the very beginning. The way she would describe it when she first started kind of orbiting around the Wellspring community was that she was flirting with Jesus. And, um, but she was very guarded and very cautious. And, um, but as soon as she started forming relationships and really understanding who this Jesus was and who we were, um, it was very fun to just kind of watch her melt, to watch her, her guard fall down and for her to just be enticed to follow Jesus and be in community with other people. Yeah, I would say the Sam Donahue that uh, we know now is not the same as the one that I met two and a half years ago. And I had the privilege of leading um, an internship that Sam went through a couple years ago. And there were some rough conversations with her. Um, she wasn't even really a Christian when she started the internship. And so there was some stuff we were, I was teaching on that was completely biblical. And she just thought I was crazy. Like, this doesn't even make sense. After she started the internship program, I could tell that she was just absorbing everything that was true, that she was just soaking up everything from the gospel, that she was watching other people, she was learning from other people, and she was really becoming a true disciple before she even had that language of discipleship. Um, but throughout that seven weeks, like, you just get loved on in the community, and I just totally felt God's grace and love, and 
I don't have like an exact day, but I know like during that time, I um, just said that I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna give my life to Christ. That was a really exhilarating moment that I will never forget. And it was just a very precious time for us to pray with her and for her. And I feel like from that moment on, her journey with Christ has just exploded. Working at the noise home, that started in, it was July 2nd of 2012. But then the huddle happened um, probably August, October. So it was about two years ago at this time that Bob and Justin and I knew that we wanted to build a discipling culture at Wellspring, that we wanted to make disciples the way Jesus made disciples. And at first glance, you might think that we would want to choose the people who had been followers of Christ the longest, the ones who were most biblically literate, the ones who are really out there doing something. But we settled on the people who we thought who were around us, who were humble and hungry, ones who were teachable, the ones who wanted to grow, the ones who wanted to just really dive in um, and really grow in their discipleship. And Sam was an obvious choice. In that time, I got promoted from rather just like being on the floor at Noise Home. I was became a caseworker um, there where I was able to expand like working with the kids and then also working with their parents and helping them. And I think like that's where my love really for orphans and widows like truly blossomed. And to not only do that, but start attracting other people around her who were noticing and seeing the transformation in her life and also hear her start talking about the ways that she wanted to serve Christ and serve her community. And so we could see her going from just soaking it all in to wanting to pour it all out. I don't know. I just really love the children like this and the women there that need help. And that's where like my love for this like all really started. And then with the huddle, I was being fueled with like just having encouragement from them and knowing that I was doing a good thing there, even though it was like super hard. And like you go home and cry a lot of nights of just like, I can't do this. And I remember Justin had a conversation with me and he just said like, you're not the savior. You're there to help show them who the savior is, but Jesus is how this gets better. So you want um, your friends to like be the best and um, live into like their full potential and their full, um, like what God has made them to be and their purpose and um I'm just kind of here to like help her and like watch her and love her and um just be the person that God has made her to be and um, I actually met her at young adult group and she came up to me after it was done and she said hey can I have your number I'd really like to hang out with you (laughs) and that was just the perfect thing and that's just a really good example of just Sam's personality because she's just so loving and she just I'm gonna cry I'm sorry <laughs> and she just goes after people and um and just um what she's doing is just a perfect example of the gospel and just God's heart for people that are like in bad situations and people that need someone to love on them because I mean even when I first came to young adult group I didn't know anyone and um I need a bed, so I just know she'll do a great job loving on people because that's what she does. <laughs> yeah, she's our family. I mean, really, she's like my one of my wife and I's best friends, and so I just want to be a part of what she's doing in any way that I can. I want to show and tell Jesus in the neighborhood to these children.
I would say, I don't know, she's one of the, she's one of the few people that I, can, that I know that I can honestly say is radically trying to follow Jesus, and she's willing to literally sell everything to follow him, no matter what the cost. Cliffhanger, what happens next? So yes, there is, a, there is a greater, bigger, redemptive story going on that's bigger than all of us. And I know that I want to live a better story, and I know that you want to live a better story. And it can seem really overwhelming and scary and uncertain to know just like, how do I step into a better story? But uh, thankfully, there's a guy, Rob Willoughby, who has a passion for just leading and encouraging and inviting us to step into a better story. And he has an invitation for you. Usually when I'm giving the mic, I'm asking for wheelbarrows or people to come cut down trees. So this is, this is a little bit better. Um, the... Um, this is, uh, as Stacy mentioned, the first in like a four-part uh, series, I guess you would say, and um, that is based on a book called Storyline, which um, up here was referenced, I think Connor referenced a book called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller. The stuff that is in that book is what he, when he was learning this, you know, five, ten years ago, is what the Storyline book actually is. And so uh, within the next few weeks, you will have the opportunity to kind of uh, become that experience and get into that experience. Um, you notice in the first uh, on one of the title card, it was chapter one, a character. So the four different uh, videos are based on kind of the paradigm that Storyline is, which is a character who wants something and overcomes conflict to get it. So as we move on with the video series, that is what the stories are going to be. And we will hopefully, uh, once again, ask you if you want to become part of this and start living a better story, or at least find the tools to start living a better story. And I guess for me, and I don't know if Rich Fox is here, part of our story is to help you find your better story. So, anyway, thank you.